When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. When you've got worries, all the noise and the hurry seems to help, I know. Downtown, just listen to the music of the traffic in the city. Linger on the sidewalk where the neon signs are pretty. How can Good evening and welcome to 48 Shades of Football, everybody's favourite English language Korean footballing podcast. And uh, on tonight's show, we're six matches in. It's six, isn't it? It's six, yep. Six matches in, we've got a 12-way relegation battle in the K-League 1. K-League 2, well, we don't watch that very much anymore because uh, none of our teams are in it, but we might briefly talk about it. Uh, I'm joined today by Mark. Hello, everyone. How are you? And we are, we're downtown. We are. We're, we're Namsam parking it. We're actually doing this face-to-face. We're, we're sitting two metres away, and we're not directly face-to-face. Yep. And there's definitely no hydration or fluids going on. You're not at taking all. on any fluids, Stuart. Not taking no, on any fluids because that would be illegal in a park. I didn't even think of that. Okay, and so uh, a little bit later on as well, the, the the chief is going to dial in. He's going to be on the phone a little bit later. He is currently outside Mokdong Stadium, peeping through the the door, isn't he? So interesting enough, he's not the first uh, member of 48 Shades to peep through a crack in a wall at the at the women's football players um, but he's probably the only one that won't be arrested for it um, he is currently watching uh, Soul Soul Women's Soul Women the Amazon is yeah. Soul uh, City Hall vers- versus uh, his own Suwon FC under 15s but actually under 14s because the under 15s didn't make it oh, really? under 15s I think the under 15s are all under 14 I think oh, okay and Soul City are playing obviously it's pre-season for the women's yeah. league at the moment and yeah, they're playing in the fabulous Mokdong Stadium, which is one of my favourites. It's going to cease being one of my favourites once Elan move into it uh, next year, I think it, it is. We, we probably won't like that stadium anymore. Uh, but, but they've all been playing K1 games in it, probably. So, well, maybe. By the, by the looks of things. Uh, but very interesting, the score, uh, as we speak, I think I just finished, uh, is 3 1 to the boys. Um, and at this point in time, I'm just going to scream equal pay. Okay. Um, I think first of all, what we're going to talk about, what is probably the most interesting thing is now we've both been to a couple of games, haven't mm. we? Which I, I, I wasn't intending to go to any game, but then I thought it might wind you up a little bit if I went to Tanchon and you didn't. So when Paul sort of mentioned it as a joke, I said, OK, let's do it. And so we went. A few days later, you went to uh, Suwon FC Suwon, as yeah. well. No, no, no away fans, but we both, both, we both went as away fans. Um, and... Yeah, you went to the Suwon FC against Songnam game. How, how did you find the experience of going to the game? Um, so going to can you remember the, any of it? Yeah. So going to, to the game because obviously there's no chatting, no singing, and obviously no drinking. Uh, we met up. Uh, I met uh, fellow fellow podcaster Tom uh, and Songnam stalwart uh, Joseph, and we we went to a Chinese restaurant and. Uh, if the wife's listening, I only drank two beers. If the wife's not listening, we cracked a bottle of whiskey. Um, so we in had the a, restaurant in, in in the restaurant, okay. yeah, uh, in one of those back rooms. Um, then yeah, we went to the game. Uh, it was like you know, uh, what do you call them? Like scan ID tickets. You know, they get the, the electronic tickets. We got in, and it was a strange affair. I mean, there, there, there was no singing. There, like there was the occasional beating of a drum, I think. 
uh, or that might have just been growing in my head because I was beginning to sober up. Um, and yeah, like, it was, it, I mean, it was kind of boring because song number were rank rotten, actually, uh, in the first half anyway. Uh, Sue one took the lead, went 1 0 up. Um, then it was kind of song number fought back, second half. We actually brought on, Kim brought on three substitutes at, at half time, um, which is quite weird. But, and that completely turned the game, and then there was a red card and everything else. But on the actual game itself, the actual experience, it's not something I really think I'm going to repeat too often this season. I'm planning on going to Incheon for Incheon versus Blue Wings because it's uh, next to my house, basically. And you're turning into an Incheon United fan. Uh, You've never. always wanted to support a team ne in blue, yeah? Never, but uh, I do detest Blue Wings, so it'll be good to see them get beat. Um, and maybe once things relax, I'll probably take my kid to probably Incheon games because Tanchon's too far. Um, I'm going to try and get to Tanchon once this season, um, just because it, it, you know, it, it's Tanchon I've been going there for years. Um, but it was quite interesting. What I found was obviously I went with, with Paul, and Paul had already been to games, and Paul had been to the games last year as well. Was that we were in our old chicken restaurant in in Yatat, but I was saying, oh, Paul, we, we better we better go, we better get to the stadium. He's like, why? I was like, well, you know, we'll be able to pull up getting in. He's like, it'll be, it's easier getting in now than it yeah. is on the normal days. There's no one here. There's All the exits are open. Yeah. All the entrances are open because they put people through different doors. And so it was. It was absolutely flawless getting in. But it mm. was, oh, it wasn't very nice. Uh, obviously, Seoul were rank rotten that night. And so was Songnam, frankly. It, it was weird because even at Tanchon, you shouldn't be able to hear the traffic outside. Yeah. And it, yeah, it just wasn't wasn't that wasn't that great. Sangam was a little bit different, and yes, okay, Seoul played a lot better against against Gwangju. Uh, that one was, was strange as well because although the tickets were obviously electronic, you actually had to go and then change the, the electronic tickets for paper ones, which actually made me happy because it means at least Seoul Seoul at least are probably going to bring back paper tickets and being able to rock up and buying them. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that some sporting events that's it you're never ever going to be able to rock up to again uh, with, without buying a ticket on online. Uh, but it didn't feel as alien in Sangam, maybe because Sangam always looks really empty on a week weeknight game. I'm I'm not sure whether that was it. But yeah, I mean, and generally, uh, if I remember correctly, when you go to Seoul games, you generally sit in 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 a lot of space anyway. I sit as far away from, away from people as possible when possible. I go to Seoul home so, games. Yeah, I mean, I still remember you actually going to. Uh, South Korea versus Syria and sitting in the Syria end <laughs> just so you didn't have to sit next to anyone but what, wasn't I right did you, <laughs> you, you, you spent the entire correct. game complaining about the people around you because uh, they were all you know it's all the signed seating all coming in late and finding their seats I had the entire end to myself which was complaining is a polite word to what I was doing <laughs> this this is be brutally honest there by the after 10 minutes it was not complaining anymore but um, but yeah I mean I, I just found I don't want to say soulless because that, that's not correct. I mean, like Songnam fought back. I mean, the second goal went in, I, I leaped up and started celebrating. Tom did say, "Hey, come on, we can't really do that." And there was a kid next to me that, who was bouncing up in his in his dad's arms. He was a Songnam fan. He'd been he'd actually been singing Songnam songs, um, just after Mulich uh, had equalised. But it was still you still felt you know even when we were kind of hugging at the goal, uh, two metres apart, we have long arms. <laughs> You still kind of looked around and still felt it, it just didn't feel, yeah, it was like this is not, you know, the kind of overpouring yeah. of emotion that is that it's normally like if you if you you know like come back from one nil down, um, and to be honest, I don't think 
watching at home lacks anything anymore. I, I, I know I watched uh, Songnam versus Pohang, even with my baby half asleep and you know like and my wife half annoyed. Um, and I probably had as good an experience watching that was you know they coming back from a goal down, and that, I probably had as good an experience watching that game at home with a beer as I did standing in Seoul One Civil Stadium with no beer. And that's why I sort of call this moving on to talking about a little bit about football. Why I still call this a twelve-way relegation fight because Seoul are what in second place. Yep. I don't think they're safe. Songnam are fourth, fifth, fifth. I think they're fifth. Yeah. Just one point behind, eleven yeah. points. Uh, so just a, a couple of points off the top. And do you think Songnam is safe? No, definitely not. It's a weird league. It's been, a, it's indeed a stake. Um, Songnam started with a, a draw to Jeju, then uh, then they lost to Blue Wings, then they beat, you know, they, they beat Seoul, um, then they beat Suwon, then they drew, then they won. It's just like, it's, I mean, I shouldn't complain that Songnam have now got the same number of victories so far as I think they got last year, um, almost. <laughs> But it's just been a strange league. I mean, Ulsan, what was it, like 7-1 was the aggregate score of their first two games or something like that. And then they've kind of lost lost to Daegu and two draws there before that. Uh, John Book have looked pretty mediocre at best. Mediocre. Um, and I've just got away with it. They've just got enough... You, think, might, you might even say they've been a little bit jammy. Uh, I wouldn't use that word. Um, but I think, I think one thing I will say about John Book, and I don't understand why it's not being transferred into other teams like you know other top teams but I think John Book are seeing games out with victories because of the five substitute idea you know they, they can literally bring on you know five players that are better than the five players that Guangzhou can bring on or the five players that you know Daegu can bring on um, and I, th- I think that's a big difference you know it's like the same same in Scotland you know, Celtic and Rangers could bring on didn't happen too much for Celtic this year but you know Rangers were able to bring on five players that were just better than the starting eleven of the team that they were playing against. So smart utilisation of the substitutes, and yeah. John Book are probably one of the few teams that's actually doing that. Yeah. So I think that's a big thing. I think that's that's helping. As I said, it doesn't seem to be helping Ulsan, who's a top team, and Pohang, who shot himself in the foot on on a Sunday, I guess. But that, that was the, that was their own fault. But it is a strange league. I don't think there's anyone who looks good. I think everyone looks average. Suwon FC potentially. I've just been on the. I guess Joe will talk about that. I've been on the wrong end of some pretty unlucky um, decisions, but nobody looks safe. I mean, I think everyone looks like they're capable of beating everyone. To be perfectly honest, and it's a very good idea to get some points, get early runs on the board, as they yeah. as they say. Because uh, one thing, and this is much to your much to your chagrin, uh, a certain player has been on fire for FC Seoul recently. Well, I hate actually, it. much to your chagrin, two certain players. Well, I hate the two of them. So, um, yeah, if you want to talk about now or key, I mean, whatever one you want to talk about first. Um, they've both been exceptional, but then again, they're a, they're they're a, they're they're a level above most key league players. That, that let's be honest. I mean, key's not a level above. He's quite a few levels above. Um, you know, the the game against John Book, he 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 lasted 37 minutes. No idea what the hell. Uh, sub was thinking about that one to, to be perfectly honest there's a reason why so John Book and Ulsan all wanted to bring him back um, I I get I get why John Book didn't want to pay so whatever the amount was to right. to get Key but they must be kicking themselves now I mean come on if they had got if they just paid that whatever it was that million dollars whatever three million dollars would have been worth it to be perfectly honest for how he's, how he's performed um, so far, uh, if they just paid that, they'd, they'd be 
clear. I mean, key in that team, the, the two goal, the the, the goal that he scored against Guangzhou, especially, were absolutely effortless. And yeah, no no one in the league can strike a ball quite like he can. We saw that obviously in the past against Suwon at the uh, the second game of the season. And yeah, no no one no one else can actually do that in in the in the league. So it's uh, yeah, with Nara and with. Key in the team. I think Paul Paul said coming out of the stadium, he's like, with, with Nara and Key, if they stay fit, Seoul aren't going down. They're going to be challenging at the top. Uh, with one or the other missing, they're still a very, a very, very average side. Yeah, um, and um, that's the thing. I don't, I don't think Key can last a full season playing the way he's playing. Uh, you think at some point in time, he's going to, he's not a young guy anymore. He's going to get, he's going to pick up. You know, an injury. He's going. To, he's going to pick up some cards because he is he's not a young guy. He's nine years younger than me. What do you mean he's not a young guy? Compared anymore? to like, you know, we don't, yeah, I know what talking you mean. about. Uh, I mean, Patrick Young's not a young guy. He's, he's actually older than you. But anyway, um, <laughs> no, he, he just runs like it. <laughs> he just runs like it. But I, I do think. Uh, I think. I mean, so did buy wisely uh, in the in the transfer window, um, and I think. They are going to see the benefits of that. I don't. I don't quite agree with the challenge at the top of the table. I don't think they'll be anywhere near uh, the top. Of the, the, the top, you know, as in there's no chance of winning the title. I think John Book will run away with that. I think Osan will be a, a safe second. But I don't think. I don't think there's any chance of so really being involved in any relegation, really any playoff battle. Uh, I think they'll, they'll have more than enough as long as those two players stay fit. Okay, well, speaking of relegation battles, un- unfortunately, one team who might be involved in a relegation battle is going to be, unfortunately, Suwon FC. And I know, Mark, you uh, have spoken to Joe. Let's have a listen to that right now. Okay, so I'm joined uh, by the chief, as Arthur said. Uh, we are we are calling it in um, tonight, as they say, um, or zooming it in. I'm not quite sure what one is the most appropriate term. And um, just before we begin, that like, you did say that today's podcast might might be kind of might be kind of hanging on an edge, as we might not be able to do it because you were going to be playing a taxi driver. Uh, I'm assuming that was taking part to you Sue, back to the airport in a taxi, right, after his pretty horrendous start for Suwon FC so far, right? Uh, I think he's come over jinxed. I mean, uh, I don't know how much of it is his fault, but I uh, certainly uh, not had the best of times, either either in Korea or in Japan. Uh, it seems after a 3-0 defeat where he was a centre-back. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's not going well for him since moving from China. So so for anyone who's not quite up to up to speed on Park Ji so, um He's basically been. I think he's he's probably become the only footballer in history to be sent off two games in a row, right? And have both rescinded. <laughs> and have both and have both rescinded, yeah. So he was initially sent off against Songnam um, for for a second yellow card, right? When he pulled back Big Milic, who's not the quickest, I don't think, to be perfectly honest. I, I don't think he had the ball under control. And the week after that, he got two yellow cards against John Book. and Chun. And Chun, right? Yeah. And then. So he got his red card against Songnam rescinded. He then got sent off again against Incheon, got it rescinded. And of course, against John Book, he had a stellar performance against John Book, right? Well, he only gave one penalty away, so it's unproven. <laughs> no, I say so, he gave so, it away. He only had one penalty given against him. So, so, so just to clarify that one as well, so against Incheon, he gave away two penalties? 
That's right, yeah. Um, so what you see, the yellow card for both of them. Right. Uh, first one, I mean, I don't know what he's supposed to do with his hand in that situation. I mean, I can even accept, I can accept when giving the penalty if it's going by this new rule. But uh, to actually give a yellow card for it as well, just ridiculous. I think that's why that red card was rescinded for the first yellow is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but in balance, I've got to say that uh, when we played Salt Earl in the season, they had a goal chopped off for the exact same thing. I mean, the, the ball fired at him from point bank range. It hurt Joe Young-Luke in the hand. He scored. Uh, the goal was chopped off, but he wasn't booked. So fair enough. Right. Um, I mean, it was. I tweeted at the time, it was a very harsh decision to chop it off because there's nothing the, man, the boy could have done. It's the exact same with Park Chisoo against Inchon, but he got a yellow card in at the bargain. Uh, yeah, obviously, a second one uh, in, in red card. Rescinded again, so he played against John Book, where he gave away another penalty for handball again, uh, which it kind of looked as though it came off his thighs. It's a debatable one. Two red cards, giving away three penalties in three games. Uh, yeah, it's not been the best of starts. So, I mean, this brings into, like, I mean, we are going to talk a little bit more about VAR, um, you know, that they, can, that they can a couple of minutes, I guess. But, you know, that you mentioned that it's three penalties um, for handball. Um, and, you know, I think uh, also at the weekend, uh, Jeju got a, a free kick on, on the edge of the box. Uh, I think it was a Guangzhou player or something like that that gave away a handball. Obviously, uh, Ki Song Yong had a match-winning performance against uh, Songnam when he gave away a penalty. Although I do think he did actually raise his hand at that point, like in that one, which was a little bit clearer for me than any of the three Parti Su ones. Um, I mean, obviously, we, we know that they've changed the um, handball rule uh, recently. I mean, is it like, I mean, having, for example, having your kid coming through, um, what, what can you tell your kid? I mean, what can you tell players, you know, like, you know, play with your hands, they're behind your back constantly, like, you know, I mean, it's not even, he did raise his hand, I'm not saying it was a blatant, like a stonewall penalty, but he did raise his hand, but definitely there was one of the Park Sue ones, I think it was the first one, as you said, against Inchon, that, what else could he do? The, the ball was fired at him and uh, uh, hit his hand, he, he couldn't move his hand. So well, his, his hand, for that first goal, his hand was at his belly button, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was hitting him in the stomach, now you, his hand was there. Um, again, these things, some of them happening, no, it's, it's, it's an instant. I mean, it's, it's a shot fired at you or a cross fired in. And yeah, if you're, there's nothing worse than seeing guys run out to try and block a cross and put their hand behind their back and completely changing their body shape and yeah. running a gate and stuff like that. It just looks weird. I mean, I get what it is. It's, it's a grey area, you know, compared to that thing, you know, did he make himself bigger? Did he stretch out? Or was it his natural movement and stuff like that? That is a grey area. So they've seemed to come down on the the side of well, any any handball is a a penalty or a free kick or whatever it may be. But uh, it's just it's, it's another rule that's kind of frustrating you. It not turn you away from the game exactly, but you know, thrown in with a couple of other things. You're just what's the bloody point, man? Yeah. I mean, we obviously as two Celtic fans, you know, that we we witnessed one of the worst ever handball decisions not being given, which was I think was Ronnie Delia's semi-final uh, and his and his potential treble year against Cali Thistle, right? And I think I remember at that time myself actually, you know, tweeting or saying, you know, all all handballs 
should be a penalty that way. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's kind of no grey area. Now I'm kind of changing my mind quite a lot there because it, it is just, it is ridiculous. And and the, the problem that you've got is instantly players are, are, are kind of just claiming handball. I mean, like instantly, like as soon as the ball hits anyone, you know, like opposition players are throwing their hand up and saying, oh, handball, handball. I mean, I actually saw, I'm not sure the game at the weekend, maybe it was the weekend pass or two weekends ago, I actually seen a player doing like like the whole square VAR sign was kind of really yeah. annoyed me because it's like, you know, VAR is not supposedly um, requested. It's supposed to be, you know, kind of comes down from the VAR powers on B, so to speak. Um, I mean, as I said earlier, like, you know, they kind of, like, because you have kids coming through, like, I, I know it's a very young age, but I, I, do you think coaches are going to try and kind of like take any account and, you know, tell coach younger kids that you're, you know, like your own son to, you know, like playing with your hands right behind your back is the only way forward? It's not anything I've seen yet so far. Um, I don't think so. Um, it may just be one of these things we're just going to get used to it as a, as, you know, we'll play and if it has your hand and we're going to expect the penalty. Um, you know, it's, it's just one of these things. Like, like I said, with the sole goal, I was really surprised. I, I tweeted, I'm sure at the time, that it was harsh. Uh, that it was chucked off, although at the time I was obviously delighted. But, um, yeah, it's just another rule that, you know, maybe we'll just take back time used to it and, and we'll, we'll, we will become used to it and just think, oh, that's a penalty. But um, it is frustrating. But the fact, you know, we've got VAR here. Um, now, I didn't watch the Incheon game. Uh, their son had, had a game that night. Um, the Songnam, the Mulich one, for example, no, it's not a handball, but VAR was looked at uh, and the decision was upheld. So I'm guessing, you know, the ref went to check it and he thought, okay, yeah, that's a red card. Now, I, I don't actually have a problem with that one. I mean, the, the, you can debate how how fast Mulich is or whatever, but basically Patrick Sue got himself into a pickle because, well, he got himself into a pickle because it was his first game in months and he should have been subbed long ago. He could hardly run for five minutes before it. He tried to head the ball, but he couldn't move, so that he headed Mulich through and grabbed his shirt. Now... The debate becomes, you know, was Milic getting away or whatever? But I didn't have a problem with that one. But whatever happened, the KFA or the K-League or whoever it is, if it's separate entities, looked at it and actually rescinded the red card. I mean, everything that you said there is completely accurate. I mean, you know, the referee had the opportunity to look at it, you know, and and I've read a little bit about VAR because of the Ki Sung Yong thing, which I want to talk about in a second, um, because I know that, Alistair and Paul have been bleating about it for like a month, right? You know, the thing about VAR is like, you know, the VAR says, yeah, you know, like, it's not just a case of the referee picks the angle. They, they, they Apparently, the replay angle is actually selected by the VAR team as being the clearest angle possible for the referee. Mm-hmm. So if it's the clearest angle possible for the referee to see, what the hell are the KFA looking at that allows them, or the K-League, that allows them to overrule that red card? I mean, the referee, it's not a decision made in real time. It was because he gave he gave a red card or he gave yeah. a foul, right? And he was going to send him off, and then he looked at it. And as I said, you know, like the VAR team, the like twelve screens or, or, or whatever it is, they choose whatever one you know is the best angle. So there's no way that the K League had a better angle. It's not as if they they slowed it down or sped it up or you know. So I, I'm not really quite sure how the red card got rescinded. Um, yeah, let's see. I find that a strange one because Mulich was away. Now whether whether he had the speed to get back, uh, away and shoot or if somebody could have caught him, 
that that's conjecture. You know, yeah. that's that's Achilles saying, Oh well, player A is fast, he'd have caught him. Well, there's there's no you can't say that. The use of VAR is weird, I think, here, um, in many instances. But here he's used it and I as a Sion FC fan, I didn't have a problem. I expected the red card when I saw the instant. So I thought, yeah, well, okay, that's a red card, no complaints. After the game, no complaints. My complaint was about the fact that we didn't sub him earlier because he, he was shattered. So I thought actually our manager had stuffed it up. Then a couple of days later, in fact, I think maybe the day of the Inchon match. So the Sunday was on a Sunday, the Inchon was on Wednesday. Uh, on Instagram, I saw them saying, oh, it's rescinded, he's available tonight. So uh, I couldn't quite understand it because I, I didn't really see how it could have been rescinded. So the care. Yeah. The K League or KFA have come in and used their own criteria, which uh, overruled, or not overruled, but uh, what's the word to the referee? Um, just diminished his uh, authority, or I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say, but yeah. So, so before we get into a little bit more detail or more, or, or talking a little bit more about about VAR, I mean the big talking point. Obviously, you know, at the beginning of the season, you know, like the first couple of podcasts, we talked about, you know, Sue and FC. Know, so many changes, so many players, you know, like you know, the, the kind of old sand factor. Obviously, you are sitting bottom of the table, but have you seen signs of you know, yes, they are gelling? I mean, a one each draw against John Brook is not a bad result. Um, you know, if you take into account the fact that it was going down to 10 men against Songnam, you know, that kind of um, you know, that that resulted in you losing that game, you know, two penalties against Inchon. You know, have you seen signs that you know you, you do think the team is gelling, or do you think it was just it is the case of just too many players, too many changes, not going to happen? I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I, I, I mean, I, I don't see them gelling at the moment. Uh, I'm devastated that the Champions League has been shuffled around in the breaks now in June because we need it right now. And um, this this weekend, we've not got a game, so we've we've basically got two weeks to try and fix it. Uh, and then it's twice a week for the next two months, whatever it'll be now. Like I said earlier in the season, there had to be changes. The squad that what brought us up would have went straight back down as far as I'm concerned. We've got in better quality players, but yeah, they do need to gel. I think the problem is there's no connectivity between uh, our forwards and the rest of the team. We're not really creating anything. We're starting games fairly strong without creating much, and then second half really fade away, so I don't know if it's a fitness issue. What we've done with the under-22 rule is try to play wide players for the first 15 to 30 minutes, whatever, and then bring on more experienced players. It's just, that's not worked either. The problem is everywhere's a problem, to be honest. We can't can't deny it. One clean sheet in the six games, I think. Defence looks ropey, to be honest, but the first game against Daegu, they looked, I thought it looked good. But after the Seoul debacle, where well, really it was 3 0 going on 6 or 7. Um, they've been pretty ropey in most games, even though they got a, a clean sheet against the Blue Wings. But the problem is, going forward, they're really creating very, very little. Lars is getting it tight in the Korean speaking community of Suwon FC fans. He's, he's got a style, and I don't, I don't know if he's lazy or if his style makes him look lazy, but he does look as though he's not given 100% at times. Now, I, I don't know if it's, you know, his style or his running style or whatever. Again, whether it was injury or just selection, he didn't play against John Book. They played the 17-year-old striker that they just brought in four or five days before. He actually played against Inchon as well uh, as the main centre-forward. So a couple of things about Lars there. Um, yeah, I mean, he has... Like, it's, a, it's a strange thing because, obviously, for the first time actually seeing him live, 
<clears throat> was at the Suwon uh, Civil Stadium in the, at the Songnam game. And I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, you know, I was pretty drunk. Um, so I probably didn't really see him live. But I did, like, I did think, yeah, I didn't think he really gave a whole lot. But then I watched the highlights back and he, he was involved in quite a lot and he actually looked quite kind of lively. And in, in, in the highlights package, uh, but I don't remember him being pr- particularly lively during that game. Yeah, so he's it's safe to say he's not going to get your um, your player of the year award already. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he won't get the fans award. Uh, yeah, he'd need to turn it around big style. But again, he's not alone in that. We've we brought in some useful looking signings who it's just not happened for yet. You know, the, the back four, as I say, the first game looked good. The second game's a disaster, and since then it's been a bit of everything. But playing the two games a week, he has chopped and changed, and I don't know if that's resting players or trying to find his best best team, but uh, it's really not not worked. Um, the likes of Hansen, you as well, just it's just not working for him at the moment. E Young J has been injured since the Saul game, uh, although it looks like he might need to go to the army this summer as well, which it was Park Chisu will also be doing, I believe. So, uh, yeah, we probably won't see much of him anyway. But, yeah, a lot of them is just, just not happened for. And I'm I'm going to say that I'm really disappointed with the, the captain, Jong Dong-ho. I just I think he's, he's made some really basic errors that have led to goals. And, uh, yeah, I'm disappointed with him. How's Yoon doing? I mean, I'm convinced he's the best player in Korea, the best defender. Yoon Young-san? I thought his first game was really good against Daegu. Um, since the Emirates played, he's looked pretty ropey. Uh, to, to be honest, yeah, I guess I guess it's just getting used to everything. Maybe gelling with people, but uh, again, he's not alone in that. But yeah, he's he's not looked great. So where would you say? I mean, you know, I think we can kind of had a, a where will everyone's team finish? Like after round two, I think I think we had. Uh, I think you said fourth or fifth. I can't remember what you actually said at that point. Um, where where do you? I mean. Realistically, where do you see Suwon FC finishing this year? Based on the first six matches, if nothing changes, bottom. Obviously, I'm hoping things do change. There is quality in the squad. We're wait, we've got to wait and see. It's Victor Andrade uh, still to reach match fitness and, and come in. Hopefully, he'll offer something more up front. But at the moment, we're, we're looking very much like a team who's going to struggle to get wins. Uh, the lack of goals and the lack of clean sheets. Um, Hopefully, you know, I, I think I, I've had said different things over the season. Um, I think my pre-season, I said seventh, uh, and then I changed that. To, well, I, I, in the next podcast, modified that to a tenth will do. At the moment, tenth would be a godsend. Eleventh would do, it gives a chance, but uh, we'd, we need a lot to change. Um, and, and I think I did mention also, we have brought in a lot of players. We've also got a novice manager at this level. And, and I think there's been times where he's looked like a novice with some of these decisions or, or formation, and uh, hopefully it turns around soon. But it's going to be it's going to be uh, ruthless. This two games a week for the next uh, two months, you know, we're in danger if unless we turn things around soon of uh, falling away. Okay. Before we came on, or are they before, you know, like I spoke to yourself, like me and Alison were talking about being a twelve like a 12-team relegation battle. What do you think? you think, I mean, have you been impressed by any team uh, so far or any player so far in the, you know, in the first six games? I mean, you played Seoul, John Book, Daegu, Songnam, obviously Blue Wings. Any team that stood out or do you think it really is a case of, 
everyone's pretty much the same. But maybe John would be a little bit better or something. It's a funny one. Um, no team is... In fact, the only team that's really stood out, and that, we're just going to say, was on that day, was Saul. I mean, they, they gave us a lesson. Like I said, it was 3-0. They'd a penalty saved in the last minute. They'd one or two chucked off. Um, that, that, that could have been six or seven easily. Um, they've been the most impressive team against us, not to say the most impressive. No, I think it is much of a muchness. If we find a bit of form or find a formation, then we could be end up battling six, seventh, eighth. Oh, well, okay, maybe it's eighth, ninth, whatever. But at the moment, we are making mistakes that other teams don't. You know, even Songnam, for example, <laughs> I watch Songnam and I don't know how they get these wins. <laughs> you know, I mean, no offence to you, boys, but, but he's yeah. an organised team. You don't concede many. So that's the key, whereas we, we will concede every game. Uh, like I said, Jeju, you know, they are not going to concede much. Now, we've got them at home our next match. That's going to be huge for us. The other thing, we've played four away, two home. So, you know, whether home advantage will mean anything for us is different. But uh, no, no team or player at the moment has really stood out to me. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you hit the nail on the head there. Last year, uh, Songnam, we, we couldn't score. We never really considered a whole lot, really either. I mean, if you if you actually look at our goal mm. difference at the end of the season, um, you know, it was that six 0 thumping by Inchon that actually threw everything askew. I mean, up until then, like Sonom were not actually in a particularly dangerous area in terms of goal difference. But I think this year he he has tightened things up at the back again, Kim. I mean, I think we are a little bit more difficult to to score against. Not just not convinced by. By Bush or by Mulich. I mean, I think they're decent enough. I mean, Mulich, you know, I think I think as as Asa said earlier, you know, he he you know he criticized him and said, you know, I'm never going to use the the expression good touch for a big man, but that's about the big thing. That's about the, the one thing he actually has. I think he is a little bit slow and his heading is atrocious, but he has a good he has, he has a good touch. So I guess we'll I guess we'll see what happens, yeah. Um if that's thing I want to talk about, you know, that you talked there about FC Seoul getting two goals chopped off, you know, that we, we've talked a little bit, I mean, obviously, about the Keith on your own penalty against Songnam, which was the highlight of my last 10 years. VAR is obviously, I mean, it's been a, a kind of huge talking point for years and years. I mean, we don't need to kind of go back about whether or not we think it's a good idea or not. But one of the things that's been raised, you know, is this, this idea that, you know, it's just when things are pulled back, you know, that, you know, that we talked about the referee looked on VAR like the, the Pat Jisoo red card and it was rescinded, which is crazy. You know, Ki Song Yong's penalty against Songnam, but was actually called back when when Seoul were actually in the box. They, they actually thought the VAR was called back for their own penalty, not actually for Songnam's penalty, yeah. But the time wasn't added on. I mean, that that two minutes or whatever it took, you know, play was taken all the way back to the Seoul box. We were given a penalty, but the time wasn't added on. So obviously VAR is not popular, but do you think that these kind of the inst- you know these kind of situations are, are are making VAR impossible to be popular? I mean, like, and do you think like Pat G Pat red card being being overturned? You know, like the kind of key penalty when it's another box. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people who are negative about VAR, but do you think these things make it impossible to actually like VAR? Yeah, I mean, it ruins it. I mean. It does. It ruins the spontaneity of football. Let's be honest. I'd be happy if I didn't bring up the fact that you know when Suwon FC got promoted, Gyeongnam 
between the instant and actually getting the penalty in that playoff game against Jungnam, two or three minutes probably passed. And Jungnam had a part, I think Park Guidon should have scored for them again before the ref check Varden actually awarded Sion FC a penalty. No, it was great for us that day, but it was a, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a farce, really. You know, it comes down to things, you know, do we want the right decision every time? Well, I guess of course we do, but it, it does kill the momentum of games. It kills the spontaneity. You know, you score a goal and you're straight away looking to see if there's a flag up or if, if the ref's going to go to VAR. In Korea, not as much this season, but last season it seemed that pretty much every goal got checked by VAR last year. They seem to have maybe cut down on that a bit, but it's still, yeah, it's, I, I don't I don't like it. I think you've got to take the roughness move. I mean, this shows you that, you know, even with VAR and, and whatever, the key league are saying the refs are still getting decisions wrong. Okay. And that's my last point I want to kind of come on to really quickly. Like the quality, um, I mean, this is like your, I mean, I guess technically your your first time supporting a team in K League, one if you if if you don't count those years as a Blue Wings fan that you don't want to count, yeah. Never in my opinion, this year the K one referees have been utterly abysmal. Like, there's one referee, and I actually he's he was a guy who refereed the John Book Soul game, I think it was. And he's actually the only referee that, you know, like kind of let's play, go on and so on. And I should recognise his face now. So if I see him, I'm like, okay, well, he's like a good referee. Everyone else seems to be abysmal. Like, I mean, do you think, yeah, you know, having watched K2 for the last couple of seasons, I, I know they share the referees and stuff, but are you kind of surprised by just how, I mean, have you seen a difference, let's say, in referee quality, let's say, in player quality, let's say, I mean, have you seen any difference between K2 and K1? Not in refereeing quality as such, no. I think that there has been a big difference in the, not well, but as big as it is that, and obviously I don't know, but there is a difference in the play. And I think it's something I don't quite understand because, you know, we brought in a lot of K1 players, but it seems that certainly in the first few games of the season, the speed of play was catching Sue and FC out. They wanted more time on the ball than, than they were allowed. Now you'd say, oh, well, they were used to that in K2, but most of these players were signed from K1 clubs. Um, so there was something weird going on there, I don't know. But the game does seem a bit faster and, and again, more clinical. You, you hear it all the time with every league in the world, you know, you go up and it's faster and you don't get that time on the ball and strikers will take their chances and, and all that kind of thing. I think that is a, is a real thing. Um, so uh, th- that's all I've noticed. Uh, hopefully it's something we can come okay. to grips with soon. And final question, sure. who's coming up from K2? Before the season started, I yeah. think I said Jungnam, who I think is currently sitting bottom. Um, the Army have had a few yeah. weird displays. Busan have been up and down like nobody's business. Eland, a couple of great wins, but a couple of draws to, to fall up. I mean, K2 is wild. I think there's like seven points after that, maybe five points separating top from okay. from bottom. I'll stick with Jungnam because I said them, but I, it could be anyone. Excellent. Okay, well, Joe, thank you very much. As always, always a pleasure catching up with you. Take it easy, thanks. Okay, well, uh, that was the uh, chief with uh, Mark Marks. Thank, thank you for handling the chief. Get no it, problem. Handling, Suwon, they yep. handling. Yeah. Yep, yeah. I know, I know, I got it. Uh, the chief probably got it as well if he listens to it. So, obviously, VAR is something that's been uh, annoying uh, some of us. Uh, another thing that's been annoying uh, 
pretty much all of us has been the under 22 rule and the implementation of said rule am i right in thinking that you're you are starting to take a slightly contrary view though <laughs> whatever give you that impression uh, yes i am um so i slammed it i criticized it i wrote about it i tweeted it i blogged it i screamed about it i did a whole lot of things about it um and uh yeah it's i i think i'm I've been proven wrong yet again. How um, so? I, I, I don't buy this yet. So, I still think it's been abused, let's say. Uh, I still think it's been misused or mis whatever the word is. Um, but, uh, Songnam, we talked earlier about how you said at Tanchon, at the game at Tanchon, you said Songnam are rank, so were so. Uh, but that game, key was almost like a non-entity. He was just like, he was, he was like almost non-existent. They gave him no space at all. They pretty much man-marked him. Who man-marked him? A young kid. A young kid called Kang Jae-yoo, uh, who came from nowhere, got his first game, and he man-marked Key. And he man-marked Key out the game. Uh, he was taken off in 56 minutes, or 57 minutes, unlike the normal 22 or whatever. But he, he turned in a stellar and, and, performance. And Key, Key used his newfound freedom to give away a penalty. Yeah. But he was he had a great performance against against Key. He then started against uh, Suwon FC, didn't do a whole lot. Uh, was taken off at half time for Hong Xiu, another under 23, uh, along with Bush, who scored the and Mulich, um who scored the two goals. Yeah. Um, then I, I, I need to retract what I said about Mulich on the podcast a few uh, a few weeks ago that we wouldn't be saying we wouldn't be using the cliche "good touch for a big man" because he hasn't got good touch. Actually, he he actually has, hasn't he? He's pretty good. Yes, he, he has a really good first touch. Yeah, yeah, he has a really good touch. He can't. Uh, uh, he can't. Listening, Molich. Sorry. Yeah, he can't. He can't head for shit, but he he's he's actually got a really good first touch, and a little bit of pace. I mean, he he did leave him chime in on his ass, but then again, him chime in is ten years older than when it was good. Um, but back to the back to the. That's yeah, so fast forward to Pohang uh, at the weekend uh, on Sunday, uh, the 2pm game. Uh, the scorer of Pohang's goal was uh, Song Mingyu, who is under 23. Um, he gets himself a red card. Um, Song Nam um, pull it back level. Uh, and then they go 2-1 up with the winner being under 23. Uh, as Im Jung Min came on with 10 minutes left or so and scored a goal. Am I right in saying and even Tom didn't know who he was? Even Tom didn't know who he was. I think the words were, who is this <laughs> handsome B? <laughs> uh, who cares? He won us the game. Well, actually, Song Mingyu won us the game. But anyway, that's, an, that's another story for another time. It was a way to talk about in just 10 seconds. We, we touched on it a little bit with Joe, with the Chief, but I want to talk a little bit more detail about it. Um, and then you fast forward a couple, I guess not a couple of hours, but a couple of hours from kickoff. You have uh, Blue Wings versus FC Seoul in the first super match, if it's still called that, uh, of the season. Blue Wings take the lead, and it's Jung Sang Bin, who great goal is as well. great goal, who is all of 18 years of age. And it wasn't his first goal. He scored again. He, he scored, scored the week Pohang before and yeah, midweek. So what, what, what are quick, you saying? What, what is the so okay. a quick a quick 10 second Google search because you know as most of us bloggers and podcasters do we all use soccer and Google for our information a quick search uh, and I realised that actually there was over the weekend in the midweek games so the last like two rounds of games uh, there was something like five goals or four goals or something scored by under 23 players who potentially some men would have been on the pitch but potentially some of them would not have been on the pitch okay that, that was just my point I, these guys are pretty good surely they'd have been playing anyway um, some yes, some no, uh, and I think that Kang Ju would not have played 
I think he was he was man marking key, but I don't think I don't think if I think if, if given the choice, Kim Namir would have put someone else on him. I mean, um, you, you, there is there is possibly something in that. You're hoping that these managers are saying to these kids, go out there and give me a reason not to take you off. Right, and that was where I was going to get to. Okay, sorry. <laughs> long long story for a short point. Uh, I'm not saying all managers are doing this, but I think definitely I'm going to say. Uh, Kim Namil, I think, you know, maybe for example the Blue Wings gaffer whose name escapes me, um, Kuna, I think, um, I think a few of them are saying that I'm going to start you, you've got 35 minutes to tell me, or to show me I should keep you on the pitch. Um, it's not ideal, but these kids do seem to actually, some of them are grabbing it, grabbing the opportunity and are making it difficult to be taken off. And, you know, you could technically see Songnam after the break start with two or three under 23 kids. Like, you know, Im, Im Jong Min deserves to take him on. Hong Shiyu has been a pain in the ass in every game he's come off the bench. Like, Kang Ji has started two games in a row, maybe even three games in a row now. So we could end up starting with like two or three of these players. And I think, yeah, it's. I criticised the way it was being misused or the way that they were kind of exploiting the rule but I think maybe some managers are saying okay son give me 30 you know they give me a performance in, in that first half and I'll keep you on so there is potentially unlike VAR which has no merit whatsoever there is potentially some merit into uh, in, in, in this under 22 in, interesting and I think it's something it's something we definitely need to watch as the, the season goes on something players need to watch and VAR aside why are there so many elbows flying around it's insane, right? So Songnam this season have had have had the benefit of two games finishing, actually three games finishing with with ten man opposition, but two of which um, Jeju Jeju yeah Jeju and Pohang both had red cards. Uh, Pohang was Song Mingyu who was the best player on the pitch. Jeju was a guy who came off the bench and three minutes later elbowed. A, I can't remember who the Songnam player was. And of course, Seoul won at Incheon after a ridiculous elbow as well. After an elbow as well. And there was adding the handballs. Um, it's just insane. Like, why? There was another couple of elbows, actually. There's been there's more than just those three that we mentioned. Why or why are people throwing elbows around? And it's... The Seoul Mingyu one, in particular, was just... It was a nonsense. I mean, yes, the guy was clipping his heels, but come on, that's part of football, right? God, I used to clip people's heels when I played football, and... Well, no one clipped my heels because I wasn't good enough to care about. <laughs> but, but I mean, like we do. I mean, it's just part of football, right? People are on your back, a little bit of push, a little bit of niggle. You don't. If every time that happens, you threw an elbow. You'd never. I, I, I didn't. I really didn't understand that Pohang one uh, on, on on Sunday. It was utterly, utterly ridiculous. Yeah. Same with the initial one against Seoul. There was, there was just no reason, no need yeah. for it. No need for it at all. And, and it changed the game. And it changed the game. Uh, again, <laughs> Sunday was quite amusing because you, you and Tom bleating away in the group chat about oh well, we're so terrible, oh we're so terrible. I look at the score; and it's one each. <laughs> I mean, it was it was literally one nil with Pohang going on four. They they utterly tore us apart. All Tom and you, like down that uh, left wing, he was playing just utterly destroyed us. And then the whole game just well, we scored actually. They equalised. Uh, Ikyu Song um, equalised from the corner. Uh, direct from the corner, which was just terrible goalkeeping, um, and then Song gets himself sent off. Which, and after that, Songnam, to their credit, um, 
utterly pounded Pohang that second half. I mean, there was a lot of poor, poor efforts, but they only ever looked they'd been one result. I mean, we've been down to ten men against Blue Wings under under Nam and sat back and tried to, and tried to defend a one 0 lead. Like we threw everything at Pohang that second half. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think far too many red cards. I think I had a look at the Gangwon beat. Uh, I can't remember who it was they beat the weekend uh, and they finished the game with 10 men they won 2-0 finished the game with 10 men um, they, even in K2 there was a couple of red cards that's right Anyang, Anyang, Anyang ended up with 9 men the, yeah. uh, uh, with, the, with the, the the same referee who uh, treated Dejan very harshly last time is that right? yeah Okay, um, I don't know where that came from, but um, yeah there's a lot of red cards there's a 48 around. award going for it at the end of the year that's ah, okay there's a lot of uh, red cars flying around. Uh, far too many red cars flying around, to, to, to be honest. Speaking of unnecessary flying around, on a scale of zero to zero, how much do you care about this international friendly this week? Minus two. Minus two. What a waste of time. Why is it going ahead? I don't know. I mean, you know, yeah, I think we're both on the same page with this one. Um, definitely pointless friendly. Most national friendlies are pointless. This one, doubly pointless. Doubly pointless indeed. And because there's a national uh, game, it means, and this is the real reason we're pretty annoyed, it means there's no K1 this week. Especially because Tom's wife has given him a free pass all weekend and we can't. She did that on purpose, didn't she? She of looked at the list. That's a good thing my wife would do as well. She'd be like, oh, you can have a weekend off. Oh, KTX to Pusan has been cancelled. <laughs> I've got to stay home, like, uh, rocking backwards and forwards with the dog. Okay, yeah. Is there any other business tonight? Uh, none at all. None that I can think of. That's it. Got all the rants out. Okay, let's uh, succumb to the uh, sweet uh, hoffs of Dong Day Moon. Indeed. Take it away. Outro. Yeah.